0: Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Welcome back, teachers. I am so excited to share with you today's podcast episode because we are answering your teaching questions. I get organizing questions all the time when people join my Facebook group or subscribe to my email list. I get emails and DMs from you wondering how to do things more efficiently. So today I'm going to take some time to answer those questions for you. There's going to be a lot of info in this podcast, lots of links, lots of resources, lots of other blogs or podcast episodes. So here's the one link I want you to remember. I made it super easy for you to remember. It's just going to be the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash questions. You can head there to get all the resources I'm going to talk about in today's episode. But I have a quick question for you today. Since I'm answering all of your questions, I have one to ask you. Have you had a chance to download the classroom setup guide? It's a downloadable PDF with all the steps that you need to set up your classroom at the start of the new school year, from how to organize all your teaching stuff right down to decorating your classroom. It's full of pictures, additional resources, ideas to help you along the way. And guys, it is all free. All you have to do is head to the simply organized teacher.com and it's going to be right there on the homepage. If you're listening to this while it's live in June of 2020, it's going to be right there on the homepage. You can get it. Otherwise, you can just search how to set up a classroom on my website, and it'll pop right up for you. All right, let's get on to the questions. In today's episode, I'm going to answer some of your most pressing questions. Not only do you answer a few survey questions when you subscribe to my email list or join the Facebook group, But I also put out some polls on my social media platforms to get your questions. You're going to walk away today with some practical answers to your most immediate questions, because if you're asking it, somebody else is probably asking it, too. So let's address a few of those that I hear from teachers all the time. These cues come from the surveys and fill them out whenever you get the opportunity because I promise you, I read every single answer and it goes into a big spreadsheet where I keep track of all of this. And it's what I use to decide what things I wanna focus on for the podcast or the blog, what resources I wanna create. So if you wanna see something, make sure to fill out those surveys whenever you get the opportunity because I do read them. So here's the first question. I struggle with throwing things away that I haven't used in a while in case I may need it again. My answer, just throw it away. We have technology and I say this a lot and I'll say it again and again and again, because it's true. If you didn't invest your time or your money into picking that resource out, then let it go. You have too much on your hands. You have too much stuff to go through. Everything that you have and try to decide if it's worth saving or if you're gonna use it maybe later, later is likely never going to come. So just get rid of it. And please, if it is recyclable, please make sure to recycle it. All right, next question. Keeping up with everything. I never have time to finish anything I start, whether it's setting up, organizing my resources, or just putting things away day-to-day kind of things. So here's what I have to say to that. This, I think, has more to do with a time management issue than a stuff issue. Although too much stuff can definitely play into that, way back in Simply Teach Ancient Days, episode five, I interviewed Christina Grant, and I asked her what her biggest pet peeve was. And you know what she said? teachers who complain about not having enough time. Guys, we are all only ever going to have 24 hours in a day. So stop getting frustrated about not having enough time because you can't. You cannot change that. It's literally impossible. It's all about your priorities. What are your priorities? If you are staying later after school every day, is it because you're coming in straight after car duty and getting to work? Or are you hanging out with your friends and, The lounge or in their classrooms chatting. That's not wrong, but that shows where your priorities are. If it's admin who's constantly piling stuff on you, again, set your priorities. For me, leaving Friday with no work to take home so I could rejuvenate over the weekend was way more important than staying late to fill out RTI data or my tier two and tier three documentation stuff that was so repetitive because admin just wanted more documentation. Guys, my solution was to use my guided reading time on Fridays to enter in that data. A lot of people probably wouldn't agree, and my admin probably would have been upset had they known I was using this time that I could have been meeting with kids to enter data, but we can only do so much in the eight to nine hours that we have at school a day. And sometimes that means sacrificing working on one thing so that you can do something else that's more important. For me, I felt like if they really want this data and that's what's important to them, then I'm gonna have to use the time that I have at school to take care of that. A couple teachers have also mentioned to me things that sound like this. I wanna put more organizational practices into place to make my life easier. I want clear strategies on being able to work less. Yes, that is exactly why I created The Simply Organized Teacher, why I have a blog, why I have a podcast, why I created the Organized Teacher Framework. The framework is the outline, the guidelines, the things you need in place to spend more time teaching and less time organizing. The course is actually going to be opening up again in July of 2020. I open it up three to four times a year. It's coming back open in July of 2020. So make sure to pencil that date in, that month in, if you want in on the course that is helping teachers transform their classrooms and thus transform their teaching. All right, another question I get a lot is paper piles. Literally number one question I get is paper piles. How to keep the piles of papers off my desk? Never again looking for a significant paper in the middle of a lesson. The day-to-day organization of worksheets, assessment, resources. One teacher said, I feel that my desk and small group area and teaching spaces are growing piles of papers. I teach middle school math and over the years have developed worksheet clutter. All of these things that I just mentioned are things real teachers have said to me, probably one of you listening right now. And all of these things that I just mentioned have been told to me in the last two months. Literally, I get this question all the time. But have no fear. I have a paper training that I'm planning on hosting in September. So be on the lookout for that. On my blog, though, there are resources, videos, a downloadable worksheet that you can use to help put papers in your order. All you have to do is head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash student dash papers for all the information that you need on getting all those papers organized because I know that it is a big deal. All right, guys, I want to take just a quick second to tell you about a company that I am loving. This is going to be for all the ladies listening into the podcast today. I want to tell you about Cora, which is a feminine product company that I've used for the past couple of years, and I love them. They make goods for the body that are not only good for your body, but they're also good for the world. They offer organic tampons, pads, liners, body cloths, bladder liners, and cups that are made with the purest ingredients. They're free of harmful toxins. I try to be really mindful of what I put in my body, and feminine care products is something that I wanna make sure I'm using the best possible products available. I love the core products so much that before we moved, I ordered a year's subscription of tampons. Yes, that's 12 months of tampons, that I ordered that took up valuable moving space, which we did not have a lot of moving space when we moved over here, so that I could have them with me here in Germany. I not only love the product itself, but I love this company as a whole. With every core purchase, they give pads and health education to a girl in need. And any kind of give back model company, sign me up for it. I love knowing that the items I'm purchasing for myself are not only good for me, but they're also gonna be good for the world. But here's the other great part. You can create a custom subscription based on your body's needs. You place your order, you set up your delivery frequency, and then you get great feminine products straight to your doorstep each month. You can get all the info plus 15% off your first order by heading to the simply Cora to check out the products that you need and to get signed up for your first order. All right, guys, back to the show. So now those were kind of some, the questions we just talked about just a minute ago are questions that I get in like the surveys are really general questions. Here are some specific questions from people on social media that DM'd me and commented on a thread I had. So first question, Katie Smith says, I love, love, love bins and organizers. Me too, girl. And she says, it's nice to have extras for when I temporarily need to store something or if one breaks, but sometimes I tend to hoard them and have way too many. Do you keep extra bins on hand? And if so, how many would be appropriate? So extra bins is always good, but I also don't want you to have too many because then that becomes a clutter in and of itself. So usually I would say four to five extra boxes, I think would be more than enough. And also as the year goes on, you're going to notice some of those boxes or bins won't have as much in them because you've used the materials. So you can also, when you're needing a box or a bin, just think about how you can combine or shift things around if you find that you are out of boxes and you need a new one. Some of my favorite organizing bins I have on my Amazon shop linked, the ones that I recommend. So you can head there and just get the ones that I recommend and think are best for the classroom. Next, Caitlin Gillum says, what do you always need to have on or right by your U-shaped table? So for this, I say, keep it clear as much as you can. In fact, I never had anything on it except for my lesson plan, uh, my lesson plan planner. And then at the time when I was teaching, any materials for the small group teaching. Episode number 72 from last week talks all about this. And I've also got the Organize Your U Table product that is going to tell you how to clear off your U Table. So I would definitely suggest that resource if you have a small group table or any, any desk surface that gets a lot of clutter to help you clear it off and keep only the things that you are using every single day, all day long on there. All right, Amy Matt 329 says, what is the best way to plan and organize for the following school year? I love to talk about this, Amy. That's why I created the Organized Teacher Framework, my signature course on helping teachers create the classroom that they want and the classroom that their kids need. Uh, Like I said earlier, it's opening back up in July. I have it penciled in for July 1st. So be sure to be on my email list if you wanna learn more about it. But what I talk about in the course is this idea of your classroom being like a cake and all the tiers rely on each other. So what I mean by that and what you want to focus on is the plate that a cake sits on is all your self-care and time management strategies that you need to have in place before the start of the school year. The first tier is going to be your classroom management, your routines, behavior management, your schedule, all those things that you need to have in place by the time the kid's come in to the classroom. Your second tier is going to be classroom organization, how you're actually organizing, setting things up, the structure of how things are flowing. And then the third tier, which is the last tier, is the top tier, but a lot of teachers put it as the first tier, and that's the decorating. This comes last because it, at the end of the day, is the least important. Yes, you wanna have a cute, welcoming, cozy classroom, but if you don't have any of those first tiers, your whole classroom is gonna come tumbling down. So when you sit down to get a plan for the upcoming year, work in that order. You can get more information about the course by just heading to thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. That course is going to walk you through all those steps you need. Even if you don't join the course, I want you to make sure that you, when you're planning out for next year, you walk through that cake tier and write your plans down really detailed and organized. Also, the organized teacher membership, we're going to be talking about creating plans for the first day in the first weeks of school. So if you aren't already in there and you want to join, again, be on the lookout for an email from me about that in the next few weeks when I'm gonna be opening up the doors to the course and the membership. Okay, next question. At E-squared 794 wants to know, what do you do with all the extra copies? Do you save them for the future or do you recycle them? So I save a couple, like if you're talking about you had an activity and you have two or three extra copies left over, I would save a couple of those for kids that needed to redo it or if they lose it or whatever. But the rest, I had just a drawer in my filing cabinet. The bottom drawer of my filing cabinet was where I kept all extra papers that didn't get used. And this is what I used for my kids whenever we had free draw time. I would just pull paper out of there. So I was not recycling it right away. I wasn't throwing it away, but I also wasn't hoarding it in a filing cabinet to maybe use some other time. It had a It had a plan to be used for free draw paper. And trust me, the kids go through free free draw paper like there's no tomorrow. Okay, and the last question is from Anna Esther, teacher. And she wants to know how to organize your class when you do not have an actual classroom and you move instead from class to class. So what I say to this is to create as many homes as you can. Rolly carts are a great thing. Just be sure to give everything a home. So maybe you have two really Carts for the two different subjects you teach, and then each shelf within that really Cart is a class. Or maybe you have one cart and each shelf is for a different subject that you teach. Then within the shelf, you also have things in homes like color-coded fo- folders. Anytime you're trying to organize things, you want to niche down as much as possible for its home so that you always know where you can find something. So there you have it. Some recent questions I have gotten from y'all, plus a few of the questions that I get asked the most often. Remember, all you have to do to get everything that I talked about in today's show is head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash questions, all the links to the framework course, the UTable resource, the Facebook community, the membership to purchase Quora. If you decide to do that, literally all of it is going to be there. And if you do decide to purchase a resource that I mentioned today, mine or one I'm an affiliate for, I would still really appreciate it. If you head to the simply teacher.com slash questions and use the links that I post there, it's literally one of the easiest ways you can support the podcast because it costs you zero extra dollars, but I usually earn a few bucks each time someone makes a purchase using one of my links. And that helps me pay my podcast editor to keep putting this podcast out each season. All right, teachers, y'all have a great rest of the week and I will see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you. So come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.